Beautiful, beautiful. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. I am your host, Nika Sherell, and this is the ITCAST Real Talk. This is our community outreach podcast that aims to increase diversity in conversations on health and sexuality. Through this work, we are creating a world where all people feel loved, honored, and respected. Um, first off, I have to say it is happy Pride Month out there to everyone who is in and allied with this community. Uh, I want to thank you for your, you know, just everything that you do to bring celebration to this month, this space, and this time. Um, really excited about that. And I want to let you know you can visit us on Patreon to support the ITCAST and all the rest of our work at nikasherells.com. That's N-I-K-A-C-H-E-R-R. E-L-L-E-S.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel and share this work with your community. We are three subscribers away from 100 and please help us break that record and that goal for ourselves personally so that we can reach more communities and more audiences. So this week's topic is Real Talk on Shame. And it's just myself in the booth today, so I'm really excited to be with you having this conversation. Uh, before I dive in, I just want to express how important this conversation is for all of us here at Nika Shirelles. We focus on eradicating shame and ending gender-based violence so that we can really create a world where people are connected, people are loving themselves and loving the world around them. So our first conversation is really looking at what shame is um, and looking at like how it impacts us. So the first uh, concept that I wanna put out is that guilt is not shame. And I want that to land for people because guilt and shame are related. And we're experience, we, we, I see a lot of like experiences of guilt coming up in the world that actually leads to shame. So guilt is the feeling of I have done something bad and wrong. Shame is I am something bad and wrong. And that internalized conversation is a really where a lot of the dangers come in at. So shame can be experienced as a painful feeling that's a mix of regret, self-hate, and dishonor. So when you're in that conversation of like, I'm bad and wrong, there's something wrong with me, it disconnects you from yourself. Um, I think this is critical to talk about during Pride Month because there are so many conversations where when we are stuck in shame, it limits us from being proud and being confident and having love for ourselves. So I know uh, we all have areas in life where we experience shame. And if you're out there and you're watching today, tell us where you're listening from and play along in this conversation with me. Um, you know, drop it in the chat. Where are some areas or areas in life where you experience shame um, or, you know, some types of shame that you can think of? Um, and I really look forward to all of your comments. And if you're listening to the recording later, you can also drop those in the chat and we will get them. So some examples of shame that I wanna share um, you know, just the ones that have like popped up in my reality are conversations around body shame, race shame, religious shame, and then of course, sexual shaming. Um, and shame can exist in all of these areas when it's unaddressed, shame can actually have really deadly consequences. Um, I wanna talk about body shame for a little bit. 
I think body shame is something we can all relate to. Um, no matter what you look like, there's always this conversation of, is this good enough? Especially with the media and the marketing out there and all the polish and fluff that goes into these images that tell us what we're supposed to look like or what's beautiful. And, um, and that can be a really widely understood element of shame. So one of the things that I wanna share is, um, in dealing with body shame uh, as a young African-American child, dark skinned um, and loving my natural hair, I went through a lot of shame around how I looked. Um, I was supposed to be taller, I was supposed to be thinner, I was supposed to be lighter skinned. And I was also supposed to be straight, like I'm not gonna leave that one out, but body shame, separate. <laughs> Um, so looking at all of these things, there were these rules that were imposed upon me when I was very young and I didn't fit in. Um, I went through bouts of depression and suicidal ideation, uh, even an even a attempt at suicide when I was in my young teens. And I thought that it was around depression. And I really got later in life that all of that stemmed from shame. I didn't like myself. I was never told I was supposed to like myself. Um, growing up, I was always told I was supposed to be different. I was supposed to change. These things would make me more lovable. So I had a lot of shame. And um, I wanna talk a bit more you know, outside of the body shame um, in the context of having race shame. Um, I, I mentioned being darker skinned and having natural hair, but the idea of people who are darker skinned being less than or dumber or less beautiful is something that happens across cultures in our society. Um, there is a whole context, and we're gonna talk about this a lot next week, so I'm really excited. Uh, Dr. Sarah Webb is gonna be on talking about colorism and how that impacts communities. Um, but I just wanna like throw in there that there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of shame around race that happens in, uh, in this country, in society, and throughout the world. And I don't wanna step over that. So since it is Pride Month, I will definitely talk about shame around gender identity and sexuality. Um, gender identity and sexuality, the shame in those arenas uh, also absolutely comes from this imposed belief that comes from a heteronormative culture and society. So growing up, being a part of the LGBTQ community, identifying as queer and, you know, a number of other terms over the years, I experienced that I fit in to what I was supposed to be. And suppose, you'll hear that word come up. <laughs> I didn't fit in. Um, and that was really hard for me when it came to conversations around coming out. that I grew up as a lifeless. It was something where, you know, you'd come out to one person and you'd have to come out to an, and a community of people and people uh, still kind of expect if you present a certain way, what your sexual, like what it's supposed to be. Um, 
So we all have ways that we were supposed to be growing up. And I want you to think about like, what are some of the ways that you were supposed to be? What are some of the things that people told you, um, things that have held you back over the years? And just really like allow yourself to be with those. The truth is that we came to believe that if we didn't fit in, there was something wrong with us and not the rules. And these rules, um, these rules are what imposes on us these supposed tos and havings in the world. So when we look at the supposed tos, shame is often used as a tool for teaching behavior. Now, the problem with this is that it makes the assumption that one assessment or opinion is accurate or better than the other. And that can be used to dominate, it can be used to, um, and it can also be used as a method of correction. So I want you also to think about some of the shame-based phrases you've heard, you've heard used out there in the world. One of the big ones that comes up for me is should. The shoulds, the should nots. <laughs> the things that we, um, that we hear that, that make us feel bad inside. Um, someone uh, shared with me that theirs was too, like you're too much, you're too this, you're too that. And getting that criticism from outside can have us feel like we're not supposed to be who we inherently are. The things that enliven us, light us up, allow us to touch other people in a heartfelt way. It stifles our authenticity. Um, so this is really exciting for me. Um, one of the things that I want us to look at is how we begin to break down and eradicate shame. And, you know, as the mission uh, of our podcast, which is increasing diversity in conversations on health and sexuality and ending gender-based violence and shame for the planet, this is a huge conversation. And I really want more people out there to think about how can I break down, how can I eliminate shame and shaming from my life? And how can I empower the world around me? How can I empower people in small interactions and in small connections all the way to deeper relationships, especially the relationships that like maybe have gone stale <laughs> or you feel like there's something missing or you know it doesn't light you up. How can you be empowered and how can you empower your partner in that space? So eradicating shame really does come with love. It comes through being able to love each individual for who they are, how they show up, and not empower beliefs on other people. Um, I'm gonna skip back real quick just to like, just to look at religious shaming as well. And this is all a personal experience conversation. So um, so I don't want anyone to feel like I'm attacking religion as a whole or any particular religion, but looking at how I grew up, um, I grew up in the Midwest, in the Bible Belt, I grew up Christian, and it was really hard for me to not be something that the church said I was supposed to be. Um, 
And in that conversation, there were a lot of people who would make jokes or who would tease or they would just kind of assume that everyone around was on their side or they needed to be fixed. And it caused me to hide. It caused me to want to be invisible. Um, I imagine that many people who've dealt with sexual shaming or any type of shame that. So when we bring love into the conversation, it removes that need to, to assume. It removes the, or not even the need, but the space that the assumptions are gonna be valid. And it opens up a place of listening um, for all people. So some examples uh, I wanna go over, um, some examples around eradicating shame, bringing love into the conversation and how this can empower you. So the first one is letting go of shame-based thinking and language. Hi, Danielle. <laughs> that is my brother. I'm so glad you're listening. Hello, hello, hello. Um, and anyone, anyone listening, please uh, drop us your chats, your questions. Um, let us know where you're listening from. And thank you for, for being here in this conversation. So, Letting go of shame-based thinking language, uh, thinking in language, there's an opportunity to let go of the shame that you've heard in your life and the things that have stopped you from really being who you are, loving yourself. And you know, this really looks at the internalized conversation. The other side is where have you shamed other people? Where have you told people that it's not okay to be who they are or to be doing what they're doing? Um, and this can be tiny. This can be as small as like thinking that someone is lazy, which is not a small thing. It devalues the work and the effort that they do. So there's ways to stop perpetuating this language, which I think are really important. Um, creating opportunities to love yourself and showing love to others. That's the second example. And one of the reasons why it can be so easy to shame other people or to put other people down is because of the lack of love that we have for ourselves or that we show to ourselves. And in this society, very fast paced, fast moving, based a lot on like, how accomplished you are, how successful you are, it can be really easy to be down on ourselves. It can be easy to be down on how we show up in the world and to not love ourselves. You know, one of the things I pointed out inside of shame is that it is an internalized self-hatred. So moving away from that, um, I do fun stuff. I do. I have a whole date day on Mondays where you can find me not working, taking a bubble bath, hanging out with myself, just like loving it up <laughs> and really creating that spaciousness for me to like enjoy things I want to enjoy. And it's great because I grind the entire rest of the week and I have that sense of accomplishment that also comes from loving the self and taking care of one's own needs. Showing love to others is another really powerful way to eliminate shame. So 
when you are interacting with people and you might experience that someone is going through low confidence or low self-esteem, really being able to listen or to provide words of encouragement or empowerment even, which really empowerment is very different from encouragement. I'm just gonna tangent this one in here. Empowerment actually allows people to be empowered in making their own choices and doing what they need to do. And that's one of the things that's really beautiful about empowering people to stand in their own space because they can grow their love for themselves. Encouragement can be good, but it's often pushing people in a direction and it may not be the direction they need to go. So I invite you to show love and empower people in their own self-discovery, their own autonomy, and their own beingness to express who they are authentically, and creating the space for that. Um, the last example that I want to give around how we eradicate shame is refraining from judgment. So refraining from judging others, refraining from um, passing judgment, making jokes that may demean or put people outside of, of a certain group or status, like an in crowd, like, okay, we, we love you unless you're to this or to that. <laughs> We've got the twos coming back. Um, and when you stop passing judgment on others, it becomes easier to stop passing judgment on ourselves. We often criticize the things that we see in other people and that we don't like about ourselves. So we see these things and we're like, I don't like that about myself. I want to eliminate that from other people, from the world around me. And it's easy to get caught up in trying to, in, in passing judgments and trying to control others. So I want you all out there to remember that you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be happy, to be loved, to be honored, to be respected, and to be proud, to have that confidence that really lifts you up every single day of the year, every single day, um, and to own it. Pride Month is a celebration of that, and I invite everyone, whether you are a part of the LGBTQ community or not, to show pride in who you are there's a lot of intersections in the realm of sexuality, but show pride for who you are and how you came to be. You're whole, perfect, and complete. Um, yeah, whole, perfect, and complete, each and every one of you. So it's important to eliminate shame. It's important to eliminate shame for everything that I just said. And I want everyone out there to think about actions that they can take, what they can do to eliminate shame from their internalized conversation. Um, I'll say your internalized conversation. Um, eliminate shame from your environment and eliminate shame from the community around you. Shame perpetuates secrets and it robs us of the wholeness and happiness of the world. So it can be very isolating to live in a space of shame. And as I mentioned earlier, like I wanted to be invisible. I, I like, no, don't look at me, don't talk to me. I, I don't exist. And part of that healing process is actually being in communication, sharing, 
um, getting that other people may be going through what you're going through and they need that connection. Um, I do want to point out, you know, looking at some of the more dangerous sides, internalized self-hate and regret can lead to thoughts of suicide. Many people the world over have not felt safe about their sexuality and, um, and have chosen to take, it, take their own lives. Um, shame, if held on to long enough, can make the suicidal thoughts an option. And I want you to really consider if you know someone with low self-esteem or they're dealing with shame or confidence issues, check in with them, let them know they're loved. Um, care for yourself, always care for yourself and treat yourself to things that you enjoy. When we have more love for others, for ourselves, we radiate that love to others. When we have more love for ourselves, we radiate that love to others naturally. Naturally, like you see somebody walking down the street and they're just beaming and glowing and happy and then you can't help but smile. And like, it's contagious. <laughs> it's contagious like a yawn is contagious. Like our emotions, we're all interconnected in some way or another. Um, I deeply believe that every person on this world is a part of the human experience and they are me going through that experience in a different form. So, um, yeah. So just when I, when I radiate my love out, I know that other people are connected and doing the same. Um, be proud of who you are. How you turned out is exactly the way you're supposed to be. So I want you to embrace it. I want you to embrace it this month. I want you to embrace it every single day of the year. Be proud. Um, it's a blessing to even just be on this planet. Um, mm, I do wanna point out, uh, we talked about empowerment versus encouragement. Shaming comes from a disempowered context and it perpetuates disempowerment. It actually keeps us consistently on this road of being disempowered and disempowering others. So really allow that, like the next time you have a, a thought, something you're supposed to, or you were too much, or you should be small, acknowledge that that's a disempowered context and let it go, step away. Um, I want you to imagine what a world free from shame actually looks like. Um, how does it feel to be able to walk down the street, be who you are, to, uh, to really peel away all of these different supposed tos and havings and everything else that goes on in the world and just be free. Um, imagine it and then share it. Share it with us. Tell me about it. <laughs> um, share it with your community and the people around you. But definitely because we are creating this and we are out to impact communities the world over, I want to know what does shame, what does a world without shame look like? How, what does it look like when we've gotten there and what conversations are at play in that reality? Um, we're going to put an end to shame on the planet. 
Like this is a part of our global initiative. And the more people we reach, the better we do, the, the more impact we can make in the world. Um, last thing, I just wanna say thank you for joining me in this conversation. Thank you for being a part of the Nika Shirelles community, the ITCAST community, all the work that we're doing. Um, this is a beautiful time for us to be together. Um, get out and celebrate, go soak up some sun and be proud. Um, yeah, so uh, as I wrap up, this is the ITCAST. It's our community outreach podcast that aims to increase diver diversity in conversations on health and sexuality. We're creating a world where all people feel loved, honored, and respected. Visit our Patreon to support our work and learn more at nikasharels.com. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe, tell your friends, share, put it out there in the community, and share with us your thoughts around eliminating shame. Thank you for being with us today, and we will see you here next week with Dr. Sarah, Sarah Webb, Real Talk on Colorism. Thank you all. See you next week.